Trust is something I'm always trying to build on every facet Yeah. in relationships and as a boss and as a mom. You present as this like bubbly, amazing, confident helper. Yeah. But like, yeah. don't cross you, right? Because yeah. you've yeah, got the boundaries, you're working on them, you're strengthening them. And it's and that. I always feel like that. Don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Welcome to Seriously Catherine, a podcast about taking your business seriously, but not yourself. All right, guys, this is it. This is the first episode. I am so excited. I mean, if you can't tell look at this face. I'm so pumped. And I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now. I think a lot of times people were like, you should write a blog or you should journal entry. Honestly, Instagram has become a journal entry for me. So anything you see on Instagram is like me talking to myself, not so much doing it for the likes as much as I'm doing it just to record what's happening. And I'm just not a good writer when it comes to like writing out a journal. I mean, my therapist would tell you, She's told me to write a journal for years and I have yet to crack the pen and the book. So this is a great way to do that. I am just, I think I'm better at verbalizing what and communicating in that way, what I'm thinking and what's going on in my life. So here we go. This is it. This is the first episode. The first episode we have Brittany Burnham on the program. She is a mom. She's an entrepreneur. She has gone through so much I would say trials and tribulations and challenges. And what I love most about her, and I think what I love about all the people that I'm gonna have on my program are authentic, they're candid, they're honest, they're gonna tell it like it is. And that is what I think that we need more of, that and more joy and optimism and hope and positivity. So she's gonna bring all that to the program. I'm so excited for you to meet her and hear more about her story. But before we get into that, I have a little hot take that I need to get off my chest. And the hot take is all about my girl, Britney Spears. She is coming out with a book. By the time you're listening to this episode, it would have already come out. We're having a party to commemorate and to cheers and toast to her coming out with this book. She's sharing it. She's telling everything. And I think it's going to be so incredibly revealing just how much she's been through and how impactful the last, I don't know, 20 years of her life have been. I love Brittany and I think it's really incredibly challenging to to come out and say your side of the story or, you know, share what, what you have been through. And so I'm thrilled to see her book coming out. And like, look, she's on Instagram. She's sharing these crazy videos, but I honestly am questioning when these videos were actually created because there's some, like her most recent one has like a Christmas tree in the background and it's not Christmas time. Like I'm just questioning the validity and the timestamp of these videos. I also want to point out that her... Now ex-husband, Sam, has been very supportive of her. I just keep thinking, like, girl can't can't find, you know, she just doesn't want to be lonely. She doesn't, she wants to have a partner. And so I'm dying to hear if she's going to write anything about Sam in this book. But it seems like he's even, like, it seems like they separated amicably and they still are friends and stuff and I love that I love I like I'm, a, I'm team Sam I like Sam so she also I believe has it's been reported that she's maybe shared some really personal stuff when she was dating Justin and that's all coming out and so listen this is also just sort of like you can't forget the past. I know like some people are like, oh, forgive and forget, but you really can't. You you can forgive. You can say like, okay, this thing happened to me when I was 17 or 15 or whatever. You can forgive the people who have done this to you or treated you like shit, but you can't forget it, right? So I think it's like healthy for her to come out and like just air it all out. What's wrong with that? My point is I'm thrilled. I can't wait to read this book. We're having a party at Palette to commemorate her book coming out. It's called The Woman and Me. So the book comes out on Tuesday. By the time you're listening to this, it's out. So you should go get the book. You should read it. Um, the audiobook, part, a portion of the audiobook is read by Brittany, but the majority of the audiobook is read by Michelle Williams, who posted that she stands with Brittany and I'm with her. I stand with Brittany. I think that we need to support her in a way that we have never supported her as, as a society. She is 
truly this is who she is. This is who she's become from all of the trauma that she has experienced over the years in the public eye. So I'm 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 like I'm here for it. I'm ready to read this book. So I would love to hear what you think. I am an open book. If I'm getting it totally wrong or I need my perspective shifted, I am all open for that. So DM me on Instagram. My handle's at Katherine Hover. Slide into my DMs and just tell me like it is, whether you agree or disagree. I'm open to all the feedback. Now is time for the facepalm mom moment of the week. I have facepalm mom moments daily. But for the purposes of this podcast, we're just going to focus on one per week. I'll pick my best one. This week's facepalm mom moment was focused around Ruby, which I have a feeling most facepalm mom moments will be focused around Ruby. She's my five-year-old. I have a nine-year-old and a four-year-old also, but Ruby's my middle one, and she's quintessential middle child basket case. So we ordered Halloween costumes on Amazon because anyone who's ever brought children to a party city or the spirit store knows the struggle. We are ordering all of our costumes on Amazon. Don't give me shit for it because anybody who's been to a spirit store with three kids looking for Halloween costumes, it's it's torture and chaos. And I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. So we ordered everything on Amazon. Everything came in on like a Wednesday, right? So the next day we get another package and we're all dressing up as Star Wars themes because, like, we're Star Wars people. We're Star Wars family. Posey's really into it, so she's got us all looped into it now. We just finished watching Ahsoka, and we're all dressing up for Halloween Star Wars themes. So all the costumes come in on Wednesday. So on Thursday, we get another box from Amazon, and Ruby is exceptionally excited to, to open this box. She opens it up. It's a Hermione wand. And we're all like, wow, that's weird. No one ordered a Hermione wand. No one's dressing up like Harry Potter. And she's like, but can we keep it? I was like, yeah, sure. I guess it was just a mistake on Amazon's part. I will take the extra box that they sent to us, which is such a stupid response. Amazon doesn't accidentally send you boxes that you didn't order. Anyway, days go by and then I'm getting all these email confirmations from Amazon that I have like more orders placed. Orders that I didn't order. So I think immediately I'm like, oh my God, I was hacked. And then I looked at all the things that were ordered and I knew it had to be Ruby. She was somehow figuring out how to order Amazon from in the house. I was hacked from within the house by Ruby. The Ruby monster is what we call her. So I called her into the room. I'm like, listen, Ruby, are you ordering things on Amazon? She looks at me dead in the eye and she smiles and says, no, like lied to my face. Anyway, we figured out, we figured out, we got to the bottom of it. She was using the Echo, which is another Amazon product. I swear to God, I'm not being sponsored by Amazon, but it's a little Echo device. And it's like, she can, you know, at night she can say like, play me a, a bed, bedtime story, or she listens to music. It's cool. You know, you can like put you know, parameters on it, but I had not put the parameter of not being able to order through the Echo. So anyway, long story short, we cut off that she was able to order anything on Amazon anymore through her Echo. Anyway, so the next, like next couple of days, I'm like going to this event with uh, Jackie, my friend Jackie. She's awesome. We call her, my kids call her Aunt Jackie. And so I'm like recounting the story to her and she's like, well, what, what was the, what was her punishment? You know, did you, did you, did you punish her for this? And I said, no, absolutely not. I think it's brilliant that she figured out how to get exactly what she wanted after I told her no. I don't even think she asked me permission for the desk that she ordered. She ordered shoes. She ordered an outfit, a desk. That was the most alarming thing. I'm like, this bitch was buying a $300 desk to put in her room, which she has no space for. Anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was impressed. I thought, wow, wow, she's going to be the leader of a women's organization or or a lady gang in the jail. One of the two. She's definitely leadership material. If you have a facepalm mom moment, which I know you do, just picture yourself doing this. After something happens, you do this. You immediately have to capture this, right? Send it to me on Instagram. Send it, a DM with me or you tag it in one of your stories. I would love to tell your story. I can't be the only one that has these moments on a weekly basis. So please share them with me and we'll laugh together. All right, guys, today I have something truly special for all of you listeners out there, especially if you're planning a getaway or a staycation in the heart of Saratoga Springs, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the hidden gem of Saratoga Springs, 
the Adelphi Hotel. Not really hidden though because it is right smack dab in the middle of town on Broadway. If you're searching for an experience that combines history, luxury, and modern charm, the Adelphi Hotel is the place to be. It's more like a resort if you ask me. I've had the opportunity to stay here and let me tell you, it's an absolute dream. Did you know that they also host events and weddings? Yes, they do it all. The Adelphi Hotel is more than just a place to stay. It's an experience in itself. Picture yourself in a room with stunning decor and plush bedding. You will feel like royalty. If you're able, definitely book the Polaris room because it has a jacuzzi tub on the balcony. I mean, what mom doesn't need a staycation here with no kids and maybe even no husband? Foodies, listen up. Morrissey's Lounge and Bistro, their on-site restaurant, offers a culinary journey that's nothing short of exquisite. Have you had the best sushi in town yet? Well, this is where you get it. Get the rainbow roll. You'll thank me later. So, dear listeners, whether you're planning a romantic getaway, a girl's weekend, or just a relaxing solo escape, the Adelphi Hotel is your perfect destination. When you're here, you're not just a guest. You're part of the legacy of Saratoga Springs. Book your stay today. The Polaris Suite. All right, guys, it's time for the interview with Brittany Burnham. I'm so excited to share her story with you. Let's get to it. Tell us how you got started with performance wellness recovery. You got it. So do you say it like when you're talking about it, you're like, oh, I'm going to power. Or I'm going. Yes. But before that, you were hit it with Brit. Yes. And you were a condi- strength and conditioning coach. Mm-hmm. Bring us through like that journey of evolution, right? Mm. Yeah, I actually wasn't even thinking of ever being a strength and conditioning coach. I was an athletic director prior at Albany Leadership Charter High School for Girls. And life was very complicated. I was a single parent, and I thought I was going to go into a different field. I I went back to uh, college. I actually went back to Hudson Valley to be an ultrasound tech. And I was working at Albany Med. It wasn't for me. It wasn't the right fit, but I tried it out. I actually took some anatomy and physiology classes, and I loved the human body. So that's when I decided, let's get back into the health and fitness field, since I was no longer an athletic director. And that's when I decided to get my personal training certification. Started, hit it with Brit in my mom's backyard with eight women, which led to around 20 women in the park around the corner in Albany. And then I rented out a cheer facility. I had no clue what I was doing. But like, back up, back up. Like, (laughs) you're a single mom and you're like teaching, you're an athletic director. I was, yes. So when you decided you were going to go back to school and be an ultrasound tech, was that just like, I need money, I need stability, I I need structure? I honestly think I was just in a really tough season. I was trying to figure out my identity I wasn't in a good place of loving myself, so I took a whole new turn. You know when you go that fork in the road and, like, let's just try something completely outside my comfort zone? I'm all about learning. I love absorbing new content and being pregnant and being a single parent. I was like, oh, I've got a baby inside of me. This is cool. Let's figure out the science about behind this. But I was in a really tough spot mentally, physically, emotionally. I was on food stamps. I was on WIC living with my mom. So it was very humbling, but I knew I was capable of more. Like I knew that I was going to get out of this rut. I just had to figure out how and with who, like who could help me because everything was trial and error. I was, there was a lot of failures and those failures made me, you know, fail forward and figure out this was this was for me. This isn't for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too, like when you're in that zone of like just creating and mm. figuring it out and connecting the dots. I find that I, I love that part of yes. the process. Okay, so tell us about this mastermind group. Like, because you're not doing enough? Well, this is something that <laughs> I know. This has been on the low. It hasn't been marketed. It is coming out. So it's coming out in the next two to three months. I, we, okay. My partners and I wanted to start small and see how it was working. And now that we found that it's been successful and that it's been received from the women that we have in our, our cohorts, and there's a men's side too. Okay. I hired two coaches because I wanted to navigate the personal and the professional side and bring it together with this small women's group. It's called Unfiltered Freedom, and we are being raw, gritty, and talking about chasing the five freedoms of life, which is wealth and health, purpose, which is your career, relationships, relationship with yourself, with your significant other, and with your circle, and then 
time. We're time. Chasing yeah. Time, right? yeah. 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 I mean, for God's sakes. Yeah. Me and you can't even get it together. I know. I know. Well, we got it together for this. <laughs> we did. Somehow. <laughs> so those like the five, those five things you came up with yourself, like it's like your own framework. It is with my with my business coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. This is so exciting. I mean, I say this all the time at Palette. It's like, it's so much more fun to accomplish shit together, mm-hmm. like with other people. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough, I don't want to say there's not enough time, but like, I do have this sense of urgency. Like, I want all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, now, damn it. Of course. And it's, it's our culture. But but, it's, but you Amazon can achieve culture, all that right? if you, like, work with other people. You collaborate. Yes. You, you know, feed off of each other. Like, yeah. for example, like, I, would I love to write a book one day? Yeah, I'd like mm-hmm. to fucking write a book. But it ain't going to be today. It ain't right. going to be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But when other people who are part of Palette that are writing books and authoring books and publishing books, mm-hmm. I'm like, I feel the sense of, like, win. With them. Hell yeah. It's so much fun. That's why I joined Palette too, being connected with more like-minded women. I was getting tired of the small talk and the surface level conversations. How's the weather? And it's like, I need some deeper level conversations and women yeah. who get it and women who want to be the change. I like was, grew up thinking I just could be a mom mm-hmm. or I could just be whatever. And whatever, whatever that was had to coincide with being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, for example, like her, her life revolves around us. Thank God, because she's awesome and we're awesome mm-hmm. for it. Right. But she became, I want to say she loved teaching and all that. I'm not saying she doesn't have a passion for teaching, but it, like it aligned with being a mom because yeah. then she had off for summers and she had same schedule as the kids, you know, so same it worked for her. Right. Same but, with mine. I'm like amazed I, yeah. how, how they, that's this that's like they're they are so passionate about that and they love that. My mom's like, I never felt like I worked a day in my life. Yeah, well I don't think my mom says that, but <laughs> but my my I guess my point is that I wanted to do what I want to do, mm-hmm. right, in life and for my business. And part of that is also being a mom and I want to integrate all of this together, you know, like, like I'm leaving tomorrow to go to Miami for this, this EO conference, um, entrepreneurs organization, Mm. and they have different chapters all over the world. And they have these amazing conferences that you can go and you can like sit down with people who are like living, like they're picking up what you're putting down. They're into what you're into. And I don't want to have guilt that I'm like leaving my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I've created like this village around my, my kids and I don't want to choose a lane, and I want to be other people who are not choosing a lane, right? Yeah. Like, I want to be around people who have multi-passions. Mm-hmm. They're great moms, but they're badass in business, too, and they have great relationships with their, their spouse. Like, that's huge for me. Like, I want to be around people who all of those things are important. Chasing that. I appreciate Joe so much. This is when we're talking about relationships and the freedom of relationships. I was so used to doing everything by myself with Bria because I was a single parent. And I was both mom and dad and controlled everything. Well, yet last night I was like, I got to put together a bio really quick. He's like, I'll put her to bed. I'll, I'll give her the bath. And I was just like, mm. I was like, you do everything. But you know what? I, I had to sink in and say, Okay, accept yeah. it. Embrace yeah. it. I appreciate that he is hands-on. I love that he wants to do that, and then I don't have to feel guilty about it. But I did feel guilty for a second. I'm like, no, she's good. She's Right, good. but, like, just that awareness to be, like, mm. you know, and you just, like, wipe it yeah. away. He picks her up every day. Therapist. I want, I want to be able to, like, open my arms and say, Mommy's here, and then— it's just right, right now. Right, but it's important for you of daughters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's yeah. important for them to see their dad doing some of that yes. stuff. Yeah, and see their mom killing it. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Being a badass and empowering. Um, yeah. I want to empower them. I just bought them on Amazon this morning an empowerment confident book. Like the two older ones, a journal, and then the younger one, a coloring book. Oh, fun. It's so important yeah. to me to know because they do ask me. They see me on their Mother's Day card. It was like a something filled out from school. What's mommy's favorite spot? I thought they were gonna put the beach. They said mommy's desk in her bedroom. Mommy's desk. <laughs> mommy's desk. She's That's, working. Yeah. Yeah. So and I I didn't necessarily see that growing up. My my parents were both educators. Mm-hmm. So this is unique for me and how to explain to them. Uh, you know, it, it's more so I'm doing this for us. And so yeah. we can go have vacation. But we can go out to dinner at night or then where I can have time and not, and turn off my phone. You know? Yeah, so yeah. It's hard. Yeah, but so there's another, like, value or, like, asset to that mindset is, like, when shit hits the fan and you are pulled out of commission, mm. you have other people there that are able to step in and 
and help you, yeah. right? So we both actually had some like mm-hmm. health issues. I was in the hospital a month ago. You had the Achilles, was it Achilles, Achilles tendon? Ruptor, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like you are forced to let other people step in and help you and help your kids and help yeah. your family. How hard? It How was, hard was really, really, it was just like a, okay, so I don't know if it was hard as much as it made me feel like pride. Mm. Do you know what I'm like? Oh, okay, yeah. so I, was I feel like, more grateful. Yeah. I was trying to find more gratitude in it. And then seeing how Joe picked up the slack and everything that I was doing. And I was like, oh, I love you even more. I know. I, it was, it, I was really trying to shift that because when you're feeling at your worst, like, how can you? Yeah. Change that and shift that mentality. I feel like we could have like a, a podcast season yes. just on like the the, the what you're going through uh-huh. mentally and like yeah. unpacking it. Mm-hmm. So it was first of all, my I don't think my marriage has ever been stronger mm-hmm. after that experience because Mark did. He stepped up. I didn't have to ask him. That's that's one thing that we struggle with is like I don't feel like I should have to ask you to do X Y Z. Like, don't you have the intuition? Don't you have the the knowledge to just like step in? Mm-hmm. But no, he doesn't. He, he wasn't like you know yeah brought up that way mm-hmm. so he he just doesn't have that and that's something I used to like like historically we've been married 12 years now but like historically we get so fed up with and pissed about you know just stupid shit but it's like how do you not know to like pick up the shoes take care of that or put your <laughs> put your dishes in the sink it's yeah. one of the things I'm just like I just can't understand I know why we don't just put the dishes in the sink we are different like, humans just into the sink it's so hard it's bizarre. Well, I mean, I have a feeling. I know what it is. It's like his, he's never had to put the dishes in the fucking sink. <laughs> never had to do that. He always, think, he's always just put them on the Joe counter. I had a dishwasher. I'm just like, can you empty it? Can you put it in the dishwasher? Oh. Let's go. It's easier, right? I mean, I grew it's up like, with no dishwasher as well, yeah. and that's why we did not leave dishes on the sink. I mean, on the <laughs> counter. We put them all in the freaking sink. So it's like one of my – another, like, this is, like, not to shit on Mark, but, like, another thing that irritates <laughs> the living daylights out of me is, like, he'll use, like – um like a spoon or or a knife with Nutella or peanut butter, and then he just <laughs> leaves it. Now that's one thing he puts in the sink, but he doesn't soak it. Soak it, because that shit's gonna get hard. And no disgusting. shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is this this peanut butter is never gonna come off of the, it. Doesn't it doesn't matter how strong the dishwasher is, this uh, shit ain't coming off. God, and I'm it's like, just like one of those things. I'm like, but have you never soaked dishes before? Like, I'm like, is, I have five kids. I don't have four. I have five. Yeah. Oh, I say that all the time. I have. I people say, how many kids do you have? I say, I've. I've Three, but four of you come a husband. <laughs> what we were actually talking about, though, is like, okay, because this is probably going to be something that resonates with you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not until we're completely taken out, mm. like entirely, yeah. that we recognize what a what an amazing support system we have mm-hmm. in our in our spouses, in the community around us, in our friends. Like my my family's not here, right? Mm-hmm. So like obviously my mom would have got on a plane and flew up here if that would have been necessary, but it was like it wasn't necessary. I mean I'm so I've got so many people around me. And although I felt like shit because I couldn't physically get up to do anything. Mm-hmm. And if I did show up at Pallet, Marcella would have kicked me out because she'd have been like, what are you doing here? Go away. I mean, she came to my house like the day after I got home from the hospital. And I was like, I think by Monday I'm going to be feel great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so ready to get back in there. And we had deadlines. We had shit we were working Mm -hmm. towards, you know. And she was like, I don't think you understand. Like, you almost died. And like the fact that you're not taking this seriously, it really kind of pisses me off. Mm -hmm. Like, are are you that like? You need those people. You need, so like, you need like to that. understand, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're not going to be okay in a week, like, in, in a couple of days. So that all happened, right? And then the following week, I was even more frustrated that I wasn't rebounding. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. just, like, okay yet. And it wasn't like, you're right, you're not well, like, you should go to Four Winds. It was like, yeah. You're not well. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be well. No normal person would be well at this point. Not even you. So sit back, relax, suffer in the helplessness of this all, yeah. and let other people step up. And it's not like the world is going to keep spinning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're just like it's all going to be all right. None, none of this is life or death. You literally almost died. And it's thinking that it's like it's going to be okay. I always this too shall pass. Yeah. It, you know this is temporary. It can only get better. Like those are my that is my mindset every time. Or like. 
oh, if you're handed it, you can handle it. Like I say these little things in my head because all these obstacles that we have overcome, there's a reason for it. And I, I just recorded this on my podcast. Instead of why is this happening to me? Why why did this happen? It, it is what is this doing for me? And it made you step back. It made you slow down. You are constantly, just like myself, we are on to the next thing and on to the next thing. If you don't feel productive, I don't feel successful. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's that it's that mompreneur mindset yeah. of just got to get shit done and got to keep moving forward. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, slow down. It, it really did like just I cannot pinpoint a time when I've been more confident and secure mm-hmm. and and happy in my marriage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly, no, he stepped up so much and I didn't have to ask him, right? Yeah. Like it just yeah. was evident. He took off of work. He took it, he just like swooped in. Yeah. It was incredible. I know. I mean, and again, and again, other people swooped in too. It was just the mm-hmm. coolest thing. And so like that's what I go back to the sense of pride. And so I almost like, and I know maybe this is gonna be difficult to unpack, but like I almost felt like maybe there isn't anything else I need to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my kids are like taken care of, Mark stepping up, like maybe I was like supposed to actually die. I know that. I know this doesn't sound like I'm I'm not suicidal. I'm not saying like I should have died. It's just like this like unpacking of like, oh shit. Like if I did die, everybody would be fine, right? Like, Mm -hmm. sure, there would be mourning and probably a memorial service, like a parade down Broadway. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot more than that. But people would, like, carry on. Yeah, because you have to. You don't have a choice. You don't have you a choice. You have a choice. But it's but like, but people would. Like, you know, we, once we you've made give, the impact. We don't give others enough credit. I, I, and it's just because we're, all, we're so focused and we're in our bubble about, I can do this or I can do I, I know I get that in my head. Or it's I just the notion better. that, like, like no one else can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think that's what you're saying. Like, this not is, only no one else can do it, but no one else can do it like me. Like me. That's all bullshit. I know. Right? Like, I'm there's, with you. There are, there are, like, tons of more us's, mm-hmm. right, and different all over the, the place. Okay, so this ties into this other, like, belief that I have and, like, what motivates me is, like, the fear of regret. Mm. So I put myself out there. I do the damn thing. I shoot my shot. Like, whenever. I can just because like why not I just don't I just have a very strong fear of regret like I don't want to be on my deathbed Mm -hmm. thinking like ah I should have done that right Mm -hmm. and when I was pretty much on my deathbed I didn't think that Mm -hmm. you know I wasn't thinking like oh man I still have so much more to do or or like I didn't tell Mm -hmm. so and so I love you any of that I didn't have any of that I felt like this sense of like peace and like Oh my God! Yeah. I, I, I would, it would be okay. No, and everything would be okay. That's like the season. That's why I was forcing you to slow down. And I feel you. It, it completely can resonate. And when you're talking about like when we ha- we keep telling ourselves, so I, I do it my way, and no one can do it our way. It, and it's, it goes back to our businesses too. I think about that's what's coming up for me is with my business with Hit with Brit to Power. I've been and. and thinking that I have to do everything from the operations and work in the business and how am I going to be able to move forward and and reach my potential and my other dreams if I'm not going to be able to let go and have the confidence and trust the process that my team yeah. can run a business. It's the same thing at home. Yeah. It really is so parallel. It's, it is. It is. And I've I mean, it shows in our businesses, it shows in our home life, Mm -hmm. like we've completely integrated both of these things into our worlds, you know. I miss that innocence and that adventure part of myself. The fun. The fun, like the inner little Brittany who just didn't have a care in the world, was unapologetic. Yeah, you were feisty, I can tell. Feisty. I was so sassy. I would like talk back to my mom so fast. I mean, she would, there would be consequences. But like it would, but it'd be like... Right to that line. You know, we're like crossing that line. I'd put like yeah. one toe over. Just so I didn't get really in trouble. I just like spoken to. When we were young and we are so innocent and we, our beliefs that we could do anything that we wanted, wanted to. And then yeah. it changes as we get older. And just, and I think about that. It makes me just want to explore more with my kids. And just the, 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 most, the most fun we have is when mom and dad are having fun and just letting loose too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's so true. I mean, there's been experiences when Posey, she's my nine-year-old, has looked at me and been like, I am cool. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, wow, you're, you're going to go on that roller coaster with us? I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I'm a Disney fanatic. It's another thing that just like I can't I can't help but mention every episode. It's like 
I'm a Disney fanatic. And it's because of the fun. It's isn't it isn't it crazy <laughs> how the children that come out of you are just can be so different? All right, guys, I'm so excited to tell you about a groundbreaking solution for entrepreneurs and professionals, which we use at Palette called Preparo. It's this amazing virtual assistant relief service. Preparo isn't just another VA like you've probably been served on social media. It's a game changer, a revolution in the world of virtual assistants. Their platform has redefined the way we work and get things done. And who doesn't need some help to gain some time back in their life? Picture a world where you can focus on what your best use of time is in your business or personal life without the overwhelm of tasks piling up. That is exactly what Preparo is all about. Whether you need administrative support, data entry, research, or any other tasks you find yourself doing over and over and over again, Preparo offers a team of skilled virtual assistants who are top-notch and incredibly efficient. They've got you covered. What sets Preparo apart is their commitment to your success. They're your partner in achieving your goals. They take the time to understand your needs and tailor their assistance to help you thrive. We literally could not do Palette without them. So if you're looking to supercharge your productivity and reclaim your time, Preparo is the solution for you. They're not just a virtual assistant service. They are your partner in your journey to success. I have the conversations with the girls about just having your unique strengths and and embracing them and accepting. You have all girls? So three girls, one boy. And the boy's the youngest? He's the oldest. Oh, he's the oldest. Yeah, okay. God bless him. He's so happy that he's without his sisters in middle yeah. school now. So. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, they're all so unique. But the, so Bria is nine, Skylie's four. They're my birth babies. And then my bonus babies are Jada and Jordan. Okay. And they're 10 and eight. But the girls are both in fourth grade together. And they're complete opposite, but they complement each other so well. So like my, Bria is such a tomboy. But then Jada is just like, give me the makeup, give me all the uh-huh. machine clothes. Okay, so tell me, uh, like, and I don't know if this is, like, fair game here. Yeah. But, like, tell me, like, how all that went. Because you you shared a video of, mm. like, kids coming off the bus and there being, like, this, yeah. like, yes. what what was that? It like, what's been, happening? It's better. Okay, we're not going to cry here. Um, we can cry. <laughs> no, it has been quite... The adventure, I would say, in so many words. It's been a challenge. We have been going through a custody battle for two years. I mean, they were introduced. They were, Jada was three. Jordan was five when they came into my life. They moved here from Idaho. Joe drove them. Because I met him. I was his coach. I was his trainer when he played with the Albany Empire. Okay, so, so at this point, you're working at Albany Empire coaching or strength I, conditioning. I was, it was hit it with Brit. Hit it with Brit. We had a partnership with Empire. Okay. And we trained the team. And he was a member yes. of the team. Yes. So yes. he's from Mississippi, but he's got... So they were separated, and he was playing arena ball. He was he went from the NFL to CFL to AFL. Okay. So he was traveling, but they were traveling with him. And then when he was here... He asked her, can I move the—I'm going to play another year here. Can I move the kids here and put them into kindergarten and pre-K? She agreed. And so he drove them back. So he drove them from Idaho to New York. And then she moved around like nine months after. She moved here to Albany. She was moving here too? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we, it, was, it was— And y'all are dating at this time? I was actually pregnant after six months. So <gasps> okay. it, went, it was like zero to 100. Yeah. It was, I bought my house. It was Brian and I. Met him. Three months later, he moved the kids. He had his own apartment. And then once I got pregnant, we all moved in together. And that was all within like six months. And then I was wow. engaged six months later. Okay. And had Skyly. Yeah, lots happened. So, but explain who's who's the same age, Bria and Bria and Jada, Jada are the same, are the same age. age. They're both okay. in fourth grade. Oh, God. So it and was— And that's Posey. Posey's in fourth grade. Yeah, and then Jordan's in fifth. So it was—I mean, it was good. When she moved here, we tolerated her. Like, she was coming over for, you know, family holidays and birthdays. Yeah, I mean, and she's and, moving her whole life, Yeah, absolutely. right, and to be close to the and kids. And I feel like and I was always— Switzerland. I was always the middle person in case, you know, just to be the voice. So, and we got along and then some, you know, some things were happening where she wanted to move back. And then when she decided to move back, we filed for a petition to keep them here. And should she take her kids? She, it was like an eight minute virtual, because this is right after the pandemic. This is 2021. And we couldn't even speak to our attorney that much. And the judge 
was just like, yep, you can take the kids out of school and move to Idaho. And this was, I mean, they were already here for three years. So um, they were in first and second grade at that time. Mm. So we actually went through three attorneys. It was one of the worst experiences. And when we lost them, it was... Oh, God. We had, Joe and I had to drive down. He was coaching for the Albany Empire at this time. So he's done playing. We had to drive down to New Jersey, lost our kids. I mean, literally, she, like, picked them up from school, and she's like, bye, I'm driving. And no one could say bye. It was just one of the most traumatic experiences. Oh. And it was the same night of my LLS. You were running for Women of the Year? Yes. It was the same night as the finale. Oh. And it was virtual. So... <laughs> I'm in a hotel room and I'm just crying hysterically. And so, and then Joe was coaching and then we just, we just knew it was going to be the long game then. Once we did get our third attorney, Joe found an attorney down in New York City who specifically advocates for, for black fathers. It, it was more so he, like how he was feeling when there was a, some race involved in, in this. So unfortunately, and I could validate that after what we experienced with the first two attorneys and how the system just let her take them. So there was an agreement for it. Is two. she white? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where is she now? We're, we're, is she like in Idaho? Idaho? Yeah. She's in Idaho. Yeah. She doesn't see her kids. We have full custody now. So she hasn't seen them since June. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's messy. It's very messy. I would never put this experience on anyone. It, it was, and the reason, I mean, when I say the long game, we've had to think, like, we had to save a lot of documentation. Oh, my God. Screenshots of everything. Everything. Huh? And trial was in June. We just received. And then we received full custody as of August. It was. Wow. Yeah. But the, the turning point happened. So what was happening, we had them for six months. They ha- And she had them for six months. So they would live in Idaho for half the year. That was the and agreement? They, that, was the, it was, that was the agreement. And if there was a change in circumstance with their education, with their social, with their health, with their well-being. And as soon as she got them back in January, she called CPS on me twice. She called the cops on us three times. It's just been so emotionally exhausting and draining to have CPS come to your house. They had to speak to my four-year-old. They had to ask my four-year-old if she's ever been hit, if she, just like, I'm like, what is my four-year-old going to say? You know, they had to look in yeah. the fridge. They had to look in the kids. See, Ruby, Ruby would flat out lie to CPS and say, Ruby, <laughs> 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 she would. She is like so freaking smart. And I, I get this sense that she could be conniving almost. Like she would probably lie. No, this, but this is what this was happening. Is just like all oh these my God. just being attacked, and here I am, and and we had a good relationship. She knew I I, I loved, loved her kids, love her kids, and and I take care of them like they're my own, and been with them more than half their life. So that was the turning point. It was when she was, she said some horrible things about Bria and my daughter, and and then once all the other ways of her trying to hurt us, it's just like what you have to tell your kids is like hurt people, hurt people. Like literally. That that is probably the only thing I can say about it is when people are hurting, they try to hurt others. Mm -hmm. And we just have to always be honest. But the turning point was in March when they were supposed to come here for their spring break. And she did not send them. And she drove to Utah and we, they were off the grid. She made them turn off their phones. And my smart son, he went on Snapchat and sent me a picture of his of his whereabouts because we're like, you're supposed to be here. Where are you? And they weren't responding, but he sent his location services on Snapchat. I'm like, how does my kid have Snapchat? You're 10 years old. You know, that's, he was nine at the time. So long story short, it was, that was the beginning of the end of where we saw where there was more mental health and patterns that we knew would eventually come up. We just had to be patient. Everything is about patience. I mean, from business to life, and this was just and very, faith and faith. I mean, the faith oh. you must have had just we, to like think to yourself, like, okay, I'm doing the right thing for my kids. I'm doing the right thing for me. Thank and you for saying family, that. Actually, like the faith, yes. people don't talk about that. And, no. and I'm not saying like I'm not ho- like. And Miranda really helped me with that. Thank you yeah. for saying that because I I did bring her into my life for what that part of that reason. We actually joined uh, Macedonia Baptist Church, and it was it was 
that point where I was just like, I need to seek something bigger and higher and find and find my faith again because I was losing part of that from years ago, pre-pandemic. So um, yeah, that was just a lot of praying, a lot of patience, a lot of persistence. We got those three. Oh my P's, God, I yeah, say a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I have another story, like in my own personal life, like you know, family of just like being patient mm. and just wait. And it's the same sort of thing, like a, like a custody situation. And it's yeah. like, just wait for that moment. Mm-hmm. Somebody, whether it's the universe or yes. God or yes. source, whatever you call it, is going to provide you mm-hmm. with with this thing that you are going to be able to utilize and yep. and get what everyone needs out of this. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's, you know, wow. and it's, it's one of those things that, you know, that chapter closed. But we're still continuing. Another door has opened, and it's it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be a battle. But it's just how we respond to it. And we're not, you know, with Joe and I, we've learned not to react. We've learned so much about this. We became stronger together, and that was, you know, when you think of intentions behind actions and it's like both of us have you know athletic mindsets we're like we're all about winning here (laughs) but we're not going to fall into that trap to argue and to fight so a lot of communication and that was wow Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like the art of like knowing when to hold them when to fold them yeah you know when to let it go when to fight for it control it's it's, control it's an art yes Absolutely. And it takes practice. Mm-hmm. We've gone through more than maybe some couples have in 20 years. Right, right, so right. we just got to keep. Yeah, what, what is, I mean, what is that, though? Is it like you you remember being a single mom and mm, being I just. Have, I have lots of trust issues. Trust issues. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Stems from my, from my father. And then it continued with Bria's father. And I was in a very abusive relationship. Like he had a knife to my neck and then he starts slitting his wrist. Like I, he, he was very mentally, emotionally, physically abusive. And that was a turning point of, okay, like I need to always focus on me and worry about me and my daughter, most importantly. So trust is something I'm always trying to build on every facet yeah. in relationships and as a boss and as a mom. So Yeah. Well because you mm-hmm. you present as this like bubbly, amazing, confident yeah. helper, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But like yeah. don't cross you, right? Yeah. Because you yeah, got the boundaries, you're working on, you're strengthening them yeah. and it's and, that I always feel like that. Don't mistake my uh kindness for weakness. But then I'm like, hmm. Am I really that kind because of all the shit I've gone through? <laughs> like, I have a hard time when, it, like, when you're talking about initiative and, and being productive because I've gone through so much to, to, I lack empathy sometimes. So that's something I've really been working on yeah. is being empathetic and just empathetic listening because I've just deal with, dealt with my own stuff and I've overcome and I've been so resilient that I have to give grace to others that I'm trying to help and coach, whether it be my clients, my team, my family. I totally get that because I'm just like, I don't think that unless you're pushed to the limit, do you really see where your strength is, you know? So I went to dinner with a friend of mine that um, we went to college together and in Mississippi, and now she lives up here. And we were just talking about, like, there's something came out of the Greek life system or, like, somebody, Mm. something bad happened. And I kind of mentioned, well, you know, like, you know, don't you want your kids to go through that? And she was like, go through what? I was like, you know, the trauma, you know, like, didn't it, don't you feel like it built something in you? And she was like, no, no. Why would you, why would you ever want your kids to go through something so fucked up? Mm -hmm. And like, for what? Just to to prove that they, they can overcome. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it kind of like hit me where it's like, oh my God, I've been like making an excuse for these shitty experiences. Mm Um, and bullying and bullying and hazing and like all this stuff and like honestly didn't I didn't have to go through any of that shit right like I would have turned out just fine Mm -hmm. I would I would imagine like in coaching right you're like you got this keep going keep going and you're like how do you really tell if somebody just doesn't have it in them to keep going or they do need to overcome it yeah we're raising kids right Mm -hmm. we're raising these little humans we want them to grow up to be able to deal with whatever is going to be Mm -hmm. you know they're gonna have to face right right? or do we want it to be really you know, easy, easy. No. I, I don't know. It's a, it's a trick. I don't have it figured out. But my friend Lauren, she is like 
got a PhD and all the psychology stuff. So like, I thank God she lives up here now. So she can help me through this because I mean, I sometimes like lean towards like, I I think about when, you know, I went to bed without dinner sometimes and I wasn't doing what I was told to do. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like what I'm juggling with like Ruby right now, where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, now we're eating, we're doing this and then we're going to go to bed. And it's just, she just doesn't listen so Mm -hmm. well, right? It's because she's never given, has never been given like real consequences. I think it was like two weeks ago. I like, I did, I sent her, I left the food on the kitchen table for her and you know but she was going to bed and it was like if you're hungry um you should have came to the dinner table and sat you know mm-hmm. like it's just uh it's yeah. hard it's it hard so when hard. they have like just such strong personalities oh yeah and i i, I think about my four and what they've experienced of the past yeah two well, years now- they're so resilient but the traumatic events that even though they are okay and they're good we have our kids in therapy i mean they love it. They're going to the feelings doctor and, and they're just like, I'm yeah. ready to play with slime and do all the sensory stuff and talk about my feelings. Like they love it. Yeah. And I'm so glad for that. So that is something where I I value so much that they have experienced some trauma and some hardship. And I hope that gives them that thick skin and that, that experience. What are your biggest tips or takeaways to incorporate faith or strengthen your faith in your business? It's a good question. You know, I think there's different types of faith and how you can practice that and how that looks. That faith can be, you know, hands-on with in person. It can be journaling. It can be being surrounded by people of faith. And that's how I started just my new adventure of, of practicing faith just in January. I was surrounding myself more. I was putting little things out to, to see it. The number one word I've been saying to everyone who have who's asked me, like, any advice, any tips, because having kids have, has taught me more patience. If you would ask my mom and dad, like, if you're in a, like, a job interview, like, what is your what is your weakness? I turn it around and say, you know, patience, but it's, it helps me step back and evaluate the bigger picture. And to know that time is so valuable. So we have to really understand like the why. And when that patience is practiced, it's, it's like that instant gratification culture that we always want. And, and, it's, and it's getting even harder right now. I guess with patience, it's just there's never a destination and even though when we're looking at goals and we're setting certain dates, it's going to happen if you continue being confident within yourself. Like the confidence really goes into that patience. If you firmly believe in yourself and what you're capable of doing, then that patience will set in and, and then you can find like where you want to go. So yeah. it's, like, it's like that point of where you are right now and where you want to be. It's patience and everyone, those five freedoms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, so what's the best way for people to, like, get in touch with you or work with you? I mean, this mastermind thing, is that a thing that you're promoting or? Going to be, yes. I love that. Yes, I have been. And but like kind of on the low, not as much as I've been wanting to. You know, it's going to blow up, right? I put it out there. People are going to want to. I have a a private Facebook group. The Mom Boss Maximizer. I put that private Facebook group together because I just wasn't ready to announce everything with everything going on. I was at capacity. You get it. Yeah. Um, But I struggle on all the platforms of getting back to people. Like my goal is to get back to people in 24 hours. Facebook, I finally, I I had messages on Facebook from December and I'm like, okay, just spend an hour just responding to everyone. So between my email info at mombossmaximizer.com and then my Brittany.Burnham on Instagram, that's like my main platform of how I do communicate with everyone. And all my links are on there, everything. So tell us more about Power. Like, can people join remotely? Power is located in Slip 12 in downtown Albany. It used to be the old Huckfin Warehouse building. So it's very, the power proximity has been a great change since we moved. So any prospects, any potential people that are looking to start, we've changed our methods and ha- and that looks like a, a discovery call where my studio manager has a conversation about all your goals and your needs and your wants. We then bring you in for a consultation. Yeah. And what our coaches do is have like a screening. It's got a good like hour and we don't send people right to class anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think about it. Everyone has unique needs, limitations. Putting everyone in a group class is, is 
honestly disservicing the client and the coach and the people in the room because that new person really does need one-on-one attention, yeah. especially with what we're doing to our bodies. So as I have aged and my body's changed and I'm real and I'm learning and educating myself and connecting with more people in the health and wellness community and looking to bridge that gap between health and fitness, that's where power is going. We're the only gym in the capital region that has a unique system and how to join. So yeah. it's, it's we have personal training and group classes. It's okay. not it's not going straight to class anymore. Yeah, well, it's intimidating, too, as like a consumer. Like, I can tell you, like, I haven't gone to the gym because of that reason. I'm just like, yeah. I want to be able to go in. I don't want to small talk. I don't want to get to know other people. I just want to get in there, get my shit done, exactly. and leave. Everyone's different. And that's um, why we also transitioned from Hit It With Brit to Power. Because of that intimidation factor. Yeah. People didn't want to do the pounding of the body, the high impact. I can't do that. People still say, I can't do that. I can't do that. And you're like, well... Why don't we first bring you in to have a consultation? Yeah. I have invested a lot with, for my coaches to be mentored and educated. And they all have their own, they all have their own coaches. And my studio manager has her own mentor. So wow. every single one of them is on a great plan with curriculum. That's what they're being able to give differently. And that's what sets us apart from the yeah. rest. Oh yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so honored. You'll I have to come wait. back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to come on mine next. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and thank you for providing Palette. I'm so happy oh. that we've connected. There's so much more. I know. So much more we're going to do. So much more. It's just really, really, we really are just getting started. Yeah. I mean, there's just the the possibilities are, are endless, mm-hmm. you know. And the more people you bring in, the more that, that grows. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, this week's sneak peek from Saratoga Living is their third annual Whiskey Night in Saratoga. Join Saratoga Living and First Fill Spirits for a -a one-of-a-kind whiskey tasting event that will take sippers on a journey through the world of bourbon and rye. Both seasoned whiskey drinkers and folks new to the spirit should come on down for an opportunity to taste some of the shop's exclusive single barrel selections. This is also a great opportunity to get your holiday gifting done early. Hello. Doors open at 6.30 on November 8th, upon arrival, guests will receive a welcome Sagamore Spirit Canned Cocktail as a pre-tasting starter. Thank you. The tasting will begin at 7 p.m. Look, if you don't know the difference between bourbon and rye or whiskey, come learn. It's a total power move. Come on, come all. And ladies, whiskey is not just for men. So let's see some women coming out for this whiskey tasting, okay? Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you want to connect with me, slide into my DMs on Instagram. My handle is Katherine Hover.